Welcome back, everyone. We are The Three Podcasts. Before we get started, I wanted to remind you to follow us on our social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and it's all under the same handle, at The Three Podcasts. Also, if you would like to support our podcast and like the content that we're creating and would like to see more of that content, you can support us on our Ko-fi. You can donate to a small business like us so we can bring you better and better content. You can find us on ko-fi.com slash the three podcasts. That's ko-fi.com slash the three podcasts. Or you can check out our website for the support us button. That's the three podcasts.com. Now let's get into episode 27. This week, we further the conversation about the polarization of America. This episode starts with a conversation already in progress about the fallout after Georgia passes their suppressive voting law. Buckle up and hold on as we get into the good shit. Something that, um, well, that's that's happened, I think, since we recorded or was just happening which i find interesting is when that voter suppression law was passed what was it It was coca-cola it was delta it was apple it was i forget how many companies actually put out statements basically condemning what georgia did with that voter suppression law and there's a huge list um but one of the things one of the things when you read about that is the reason those companies did that is they know who buys their product and supports their product and their company and it is not the extreme right and it is not these republicans that are entrenched in in this I don't know, this crazy ass battle, which is pretty much trying to destroy democracy. It is younger people. It is uh, people that more so um, have the hold those ideologies, you know, more liberal and democratic. So that piece right there, I think, is is really interesting um, because these are these aren't little itty bitty companies. These are massive corporations, and they know who their target market is. What's interesting is that with uh, with those companies coming out and speaking out against the voter suppression law in Georgia, the there's a guy his name is uh darren walker he's the president of the ford foundation and a board member at ralph lauren pepsi and square he said it is regrettable that the sense of urgency came after the legislation was passed and signed into law so they did come out and like speak up about it but they had been at like they had been asked to speak up about it before and they only realized what the actual impact was going to be afterwards. They only saw that it was coming. Basically, basically they only saw that it was coming for them, that it could impact them once it actually happened. Well, of course. I mean, 
there are companies that are looking at their bottom line. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter, I mean, what the um, oh, the MLB pulled, they pulled the um, the NLRB, no, the Major League Baseball, MLB. Oh, okay, they pulled out of Georgia. I don't understand sports, so I don't understand what's the deal. Basically, they were um, they were going to be playing their all star game in Atlanta, and because of the voter law. They decided to move out of Atlanta, um, so it's kind of like a it's kind of like a hit them in the pocket sort of thing, right? So then they ha- then they get revenue from yes. the games and stuff because they oh that's right because they subsidize I think their um their arenas and stuff with the cities. Mm-hmm. Well, that yep. that having the game in in Atlanta, Georgia, the income that comes to Georgia from from that all-star game i mean i don't i don't know what like money wise that would be but it has to be massive oh my god i can i can just say from living where the where the little oh the little league little league world series oh my god that was like with the pandemic and not being able to have little league that actually massively impacted the economy in this town because mm-hmm. it, a lot of businesses, that was their moneymaker for the year. And that's what they're counting on. So that also, um, I would I would assume that a lot of businesses, not just, not just like Atlanta as a whole, but the businesses within Atlanta are going to be affected by that. Which yes. again, that- is probably going to prompt them to be like, hey, what the fuck? Well, they're... Look, they're trying to get, they're trying to actually say something, um, which, you know what, even if it was after the fact, they're doing something. But yeah, I mean, you you think of the, um, the massive loss to the state. Um, I mean, that, they literally, they literally hit those politicians where it hurts. Yeah. Hurts big time. We need to keep doing that, actually. Honestly, well, yeah. we need to come up with ma- ways to actually hit them exactly where it hurts. In their pockets. Yeah. I, I mean, like, if that's the only thing that's going to get their attention, then go for it. I'm, I mean, Jesus. I mean, they, they, they understand money. So, you, you know, hit them where it hurts. And, I mean, it's been all over the news, like, with those companies understanding their target market and mm-hmm. knowing that it's not it ain't, it ain't governor <laughs> uh kemp and his minions right yeah no it's people like us for sure um i guess the one thing i wanted to bring up because we have been discussing the unchanging core of american individualism you know as it specifically applies to our experiences and our experiences as white women um And we've talked about it through the lens of politics, but we also see it not only online and in the real world, but also like in our families. So we have like one-on-one experience, you know, and I'm thinking specifically, you know, my uncle who comments on my Facebook post and insists that I think the way he wants me to think that all government is corrupt, Black Lives Matter is a Marxist lie, racism apparently died in the 60s, communists are coming to get us, Biden is the source of all evil, you know, liberals are idiot 
pets and babies. You know, the whole world is basically going to hell in a handbasket kind of thing. And he does this all while telling me that because I'm an artist and a woman, that these thoughts are too much for me to understand. I mean, it is sheer bonkers. And recently on my Facebook, I reshared Biden's speech against gun violence. And, you know, I made a post and his immediate response to that was total liberal bullshit, you know, and I'm like, what the hell? And, you know, we go back and forth, right? And, you know, he, of course, gets on his whole high horse again about you're a woman and you can't comprehend any of this, you know, the whole nine yards. And I said, I know I'm an intelligent woman who is smart, can think critically, creatively, and be empathetic all at the same time. You are disrespectful and out of line. Nice one. What we're actually looking at here is that idea of... And let me wrap this back around. I mean, we've been talking about this unchanging core of American individualism. Yeah. And when you break that down, you you have these ideologies or beliefs, you know, within when the you know within your th- thinking, right? And something comes along that is a threat to that because you would have to change something or you would have to quote in a way, give something up, you know, cause we've talked about that ownership idea. Okay. So when that, that threat is perceived and by all costs, they're going to protect that, you know, ideology that they have in place. This is exactly what, your uncle is is showing i mean we we've seen it on a mass scale with with you know the attack on the capital you know with you know QAnon, with all of those it's like think about how those things come about you know there there has to be such a threat to how they see the world that they're going to protect that at all cost now we, you know we do under we do understand that yeah that's you know that's how our our brains actually function is you know we're gonna you know we're we're going to react to protect whatever you know whatever is there that we perceive as you know being vulnerable. Well, when we look at that, like Len was saying in the at last episode, is that us versus them, or that you know that they, that them, well, that construct, that idea is that scary, is that unknown, that, that place where uh, no way, you know, this, you know, it's too scary or too fearful to, to change anything. So where does it go? It has to go on, on to that other person or that other idea or that other um, ideology so, I mean, you're seeing that in the Republicans and the Democrats. Here you're seeing it on a really small, on a much smaller scale as just an individual who's yep. literally attacking you for thinking outside of that where he's stuck, where he, he, he just for what? Box. Right, that perceived threat. Like, or he, line. he's not able to get past that for whatever reason. It doesn't matter what the reason is. It's the fact that nothing outside of that 
that space can can exist because if it exists then they would have to change they would have to change how they see the world yeah they would have to adapt how they see the world right and again like okay cool whatever but when it's starting to affect other people's lives and lives are being lost because of it that's really where the issue is yeah Mm -hmm. i don't give a shit if biden for example like i don't give a shit if biden said something inaccurate like everyone's missed misspeaks and says things inaccurate who gives a fuck you mean really? he's a human? Oh no! <laughs> oh, what? That? Yes, yes. Who yes. knew that you know people can be make mistakes and be human and and be cruel and and do stupid shit and oh no! But like we're not talking about the actual issue here. It's just like it's just they can't even get to it. Well, no, because they it's can't like get that. to we, it. You, you think you yeah. think you think about that? It's like they go right that. past of it. You know, it's that like hamster wheel, that loop in, in, you know, in, in your thinking where, you know, and all of us have experienced that to some degree where we get stuck and somebody has to come in and say, hey, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Until you can yeah. see it. But like here, it's like nothing is getting through. It's like they're so entrenched in this idea nothing. that I- they're, they're being threat. Their lives are literally being threatened. And that's not true. No, it's that's not. A, that's a lie. Yeah. Well, it's a lie no matter if you're liberal or if you're conservative. Our lives are not being threatened by some weird, large, I don't know, some made up <laughs> evil person in the uh, behind the curtain that you have no idea. It's just that's just it's such a Pizzagate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's such an absurd <laughs> idea. Well, it that is. It's like. It, it, all of it's an absurd idea. And it's not like I haven't had my moments of like sheer just like, you know, I don't know. Like I've been scared before. We've all been in situations where we've been scared or we've worried what the what ifs. But it's like I don't want to live there, though. Right. I don't want to live in the what ifs because – what does that really do to me other than stress me out, give me anxiety, depression, uh, whatever else? Like, I don't want to waste my energy thinking someone's going to attack me. Like, that's like the other part of it. It's like, sure, bad things happen, but you have no control over those things. I don't have control over those things. And if bad things happen, then bad things happen it's life and we'll like deal with it as it comes it's like it's it's focusing so much on like some fantasy of darkness dramaticness and it's just like no i i don't want to live there please like i understand the world is harsh and cruel but that's not all it is. And that's right. the that's that's what they're insisting upon because of this lie they've been f- fed over years because we know this doesn't this isn't just a new thing with the propaganda and the communism and big bad scary Russia or whatever or you know whatever you want with the evil liberals and the democrats and the swamp monsters. Like it's that's how fantastical it all is because that's all it is is fantastical yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it, it's 
Well, and it's because it's fantastical because then it, there's how do you oh, get it's way out? more interesting then? Well, yes, but how do you? But then again, it's like how do you get out of it? Because yeah, that it doesn't I, matter I if if it's that fantastical. Nothing anybody says to you can really break through that. Oh yeah, it'd be like, well, obviously that's a lie. Well, obviously it's a lie. Obviously you're lying to me. Why would I lie to you? First off, you already think everyone lies to you. Then that's the one thing you've just told me. You mm-hmm. think everyone lies. That's the thing. It's like, no, pe- not everybody lies. Not the way in which you think. Not every- <laughs> Not everyone's out to fucking get you. I-, I-, don't- I don't sit around and be like, I count all my enemies on a list. Like, <laughs> who has a list like that unless you're a mobster or doing something really <laughs> illegal? Trust me, nobody's... True. Like, like, sure, I have a VPN, oh but like for obvious reasons and I've been made fun of for that and it's just like yeah I take a couple precautions because I'm online but other than that it's like I don't have bars on my window and blackout like 100% like you know tints on my car and I'm like driving around with an AK in the back because I think some random person's gonna come up with their AK and shoot me like where where are we what universe are we living in? It's definitely not the one that exists currently. Well, it's not. And and that's the thing that... I guess I have to get my rant out. Well, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a good rant, sweetie. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think people... It's absolutely I, the truth. I, I think people need to hear that rant. Um, it's important because I don't think we're the only ones who are looking at things this way. And it's, you know, it's refreshing. Um, but that's the thing. It's like like that... You know, having the AK in the back of the trunk, it's like, what are you, what, what is that terrifying? I mean, that's really because that's, that is, that's really a sad thing when you think about that of someone is that terrified Mm -hmm. of the world around them that they have to have that for protection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and really, really take a moment and, and consider that idea um, yeah, because I mean, we've we've experienced that in our own lives, not in, you know, the AK, but in, in other ways um, with people in our lives. Right. Like people in our lives feeling that threatened on a constant basis. Yeah. yeah. Like living their life where like if you went to scare them, they would punch you in the face because yeah. that's how fucking terrified and on edge they this are, person is. Of everything of everything around them that there's like this constant threat. Now, granted, there is there. Now, granted, there is like a point where, like, obviously, like I don't just walk down the street willy nilly, not uh-uh. paying attention. Like, no, no. one's saying that. Why like, obviously, you, no, if you're so complacent that you don't pay attention to where you are, well, I can promise you that's not going to end well because I've been there, willy nilly, just not paying attention. Well, it's that idea, you know. Fear, fear is a good thing. It keeps us safe exactly to an extent yeah. it it's like you you know you know to not step out in the road in front of a moving vehicle that fear keeps you from doing that mm-hmm. you know there's lots of examples of that in the world like you know you know not to touch a, a burner on the stove because it's hot you know you're gonna get burnt there's little you know simple things that's like that protects us that physically protects us but when you have fears of something that is 
highly subjective and you you know it can't really quote be seen or documented or anything like that but it's like this this unseeable you know quote i don't know say entity that you think is it going to attack you you know what that that's like that's above and beyond that that fear is unhinged you know there's nothing to base yeah. base it in reality and that's what yeah. we're seeing that's not yeah because like south park actually recently made an episode that's um it's all about the vaccine but the one character goes and meets with this guy who's like very big into QAnon, and the whole time he's just asking he's like what is the they what is the they that's coming after us like what is the they and at the end, basically what ends up happening is that this, like, entity turns the dude into, like, a giant penis. And the thing is, is that it's absolutely fucking ridiculous, but they're making a point about how absurd just this, how, how absurd this fear of, like, what, what are they really afraid of? Like you get turned, you get turned into a giant flaccid penis. Like what? Like they they took it, they took it to this like ex- absurd extreme, but yeah. they're making, but they're making like this point, like this really, this really is like often fantasy land, and that's what that's what's like really great about uh, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone is when they make their points, they like take it so far that you're that you can actually see it. That you're like, oh shit, wow. It actually like if you actually like sit down and watch what they put out, it's like because they take it to such extremes, you can actually like take a step back and see what it what point they're trying to make. And when I think about it, it's like what what is what is that fear actually of? I think that's always the question because like the one thing that I go back to is I used to be afraid of the dark. Mm-hmm. Okay, like terrified of the dark, like unable to like be in a dark room without like literally having a panic attack, afraid of the dark, like jump onto the bed with a running head start kind of scared. And it's like, that's kind of like what all this looks like is being afraid of the dark, like, but there's nothing in the dark. Right. And you actually darkness. You actually had had mm-hmm. that issue you know you had to resolve that for yourself because yeah that was going on for you yeah yep that was where i was introduced to the idea that fear which mom you talked about that fear actually protects us as long as it's it as long as it's in the right place in our minds and that's actually how i got through the dark thing where it was like oh it's okay that there's a fear here that you know a a reasonable fear of the dark, right? You don't want to walk down a dark alley by yourself, right? That that fear is like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't do that kind of thing. Right. That's a reasonable yeah. fear, right? But just being in a dark room where obviously nothing is and literally having a panic attack about it, hmm, that may be a little funky there. <laughs> so it's like this whole like big bad wolf hiding in the shadows thing is very much like being afraid of the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that there's something there that, you know, that is going to somehow hurt you when there there isn't anything there. And that is a, really what we're seeing with 
Hmm. As we can just take a look at the like the Republican Party, you know, because because what we're seeing just like with the voter suppression and uh, with the the right extremist uh, ideologies is that there's something there's something that they must by all accord protect themselves from yeah unfortunately it's also Mm self-serving yeah because if you're like if you're caught up if you're caught up in the fear of something being taken from you or something or some big scary is going to come out like you you can't really think about anyone else from that place. You're only thinking about protecting yourself. Right, right. It's you know we're like we're that fear is hard. You know fear is hardwired to to protect us. The problem comes in is when it's when it's projected onto something that isn't that isn't based in reality. Mm-hmm. Right. Because how can you see any red flags if everything is red? Is I red. Think we talked about the yeah. red. Yeah. I don't know if rose-colored glasses fits in this scenario, <laughs> but it definitely still fits in a way because, like, if you just see threats everywhere, everywhere, when the moment you walk outside, from the moment you get on social media, on your Facebook, when someone says something that doesn't align to your particular view, how do you know where the actual, like, problems and actual threats are, like, I don't know. How can you see what's really going on with global warming? How can you see what's really going on with racism? How can you see what's going on with white privilege? How can you see what's going on with voter suppression? Well, I think that's really where it's at. We said we, they can't see that bigger picture because everything's red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, that that's interesting. Um, I think that's a really good description. And like, look, and just to kind of bring bring this into like the here and now it's like we all we all have those scaries right you know we've you know and each and every person has to address those in you know in some way and fashion in their life mm-hmm. and it's it's when like those scaries are are so blown out of proportion that it's it's causing harm to another another human being or um to an or entire to nation or to, to your yourself, relationships any of it all of it. it because when it's that blown out of proportion it is it's just it's like um you know Brie, you know with your uncle it it it's it's effect has affected your relationship mm-hmm. yeah it's affected all of his relationships which which is you know it's it again is like that that kind of heart-wrenching thing to to see yeah. Yeah. Um, because there, it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be that way. Like, I, it's fine that we don't agree on things or we don't have political course, yeah. things that align. I don't I don't I don't mind. I have multiple friends where we do not agree on certain things or we have issues like finding some common ground where things overlap. And but that's all OK, because that's not who a person is. Mm hmm. All right. So what do you, yeah, what do you, what do you mean by that, Bray? You know, we're so caught up with labels, I think, a lot. Like, oh, mm. oh, I'm liberal. Oh, I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm a conservative. I'm whatever. And I think that it's fine for everyone to have their own identities. I don't think that's the problem. It goes back to the unchanging core of American individualism. 
But it's when we actually put so much emphasis on those labels that we make the labels who we are. But that's not who we are. Uh, labels are not who right. we are. No, they, 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 only, they only point at that idea or that construct. Right. It's not the actual thing. Right. The labels and the that that's not who the person is. All the things they yeah. I, they they're like, I'm this. Thing. No, no, we're actually just all human at the end of the day. Yeah. And we actually at the mm-hmm. end of the day all share human. What's the word? Traits. No, no. We, we share um, things that prove our existence, like those those questions, like, who am I? Where am I from? What is what am I about? Like those like things that connect humans together, like they're like in like integral parts right. of human existence. The, right. That com that commonality of human existence. Mm-hmm. I mean we all you know, everybody questions that at some some way. Well it's like it's it's like, but we all need shelter, we all need safety, we all need food, we all need water, we all need love, we all need relationships. Mm-hmm. It's like in those places is where we overlap. And it's like mm-hmm. in, in those places we can find common ground. And it's not about the politics at the end of the day. Right. Oh, yeah. And I think a great, you know, uh, an example of that is, is like when, when people come together and they're fighting over a particular, I don't know, piece of legislation or issue within their community, where people will come together is when something is actually affecting the children. Mm-hmm. Right. Because almost anyone when it's affecting the children that is a place where people especially mothers are going to put aside those they're going to put aside their differences to Mm -hmm. protect the children right well it's like we saw the overlap with uh for biden happen with trump supporters and like democrats let's say we'll just put them all in one bunch where they could be like, I don't want my country to, this is not what I see America as. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm right. going to guess it's rooted in family in general. Because they want what's best for their family and for their future yeah. grandkids, children, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's why um, if you look at uh, the like the popularity of that last piece of legislation that Biden Biden passed with the relief effort. I mean, the popularity was through the roof because people knew that, okay, this is going to, this is going to, you know, help my business. This is going to help my family. Um, Specifically, it's going to help the children. Yeah. Anybody who has children, I mean, that's, or grandchildren or nieces or nephews. Yeah. That's a place where people will, you know, will you know, die fighting for. Mm-hmm. So with the same idea of like taking care of the children, because that's future, that's our future generation. Okay. That, mm-hmm. that, that's survival of humanity. Yeah. Right. And something that we've, we've also touched on in the past is this idea of the infinite game. And there's a history behind this it's it's in game theory and we can certainly post uh some information you can go explore that um but simon sinek who he's really taken that idea um of this infinite game and what's involved in this is the finite game versus the infinite game and the infinite game is really that where we're actually seeing what's larger than ourselves 
right? There's multiple players. The rules change. Um, there's no end goal. Just try and keep the right. ball up in it's, the air. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. It's what it's what we can do to to keep the game going. Right. Right. Okay. There's no winners or losers. Right. So like policies that aren't aren't sustaining families or communities or, or you know, are detrimental to those, um, you know, that's where that's where you see people rise up and come together mm-hmm. because they know that there's going to be if this keeps going, there's going to be an end to that community mm-hmm. or family structure or whatever. Um this really applies to also to business and and to politics and to our relationships. Um, so we want to talk more about this in future episodes, but just to kind of wrap this all up, um, where we can look at this is in that us versus them that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So like that finite game, there's always going to be a power struggle. There's always going to be you're, you're playing to win or beat the comp competition like a football game like a football game or a baseball game it's very self-serving there's a winner there's a loser there's the rules are fixed we know exactly you know how the game is played there's a start and an end right and it's short term okay so that's the thing it's like you can't see you know you're not looking ahead you're not looking to where this is going to take you right Mm. so like with the republican party again it's it's the biggest example that we have right now is they're very much looking out for themselves or looking out, you know, how they can get back into power, money and control. They're looking to win. There's winners and losers. They think the the game is these set rules and nothing can ever change. Yes. And voter suppression. It's like, well, the only way that they can get back into power is to suppress certain marginalized communities so that they they can't vote. Right. They're playing the finite game. Right. And it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. It's never going to be. It's going to implode at some point, someplace. But then again, then you have that infinite game. And and a great example is Stacey Abrams and what she has been doing since she was uh, a teenager at the age of 19. And she has been fighting, you know, for the, the right for these marginalized um, communities, marginalized citizens to have that power at the polls. Right. And so, you know, she's, she's, she's fighting that battle, but that's long term. She's looking outside of herself, you know, that idea of power or what she can gain or any of those things doesn't really play into it. Right. Right. Think about Martin Luther King. Think about John Lewis. Like those are like great examples. Like they were not thinking about how can I win this? They were thinking about building a stepping stone for the next generation because this isn't about winning. This is right. about surviving and continuing right. our generation's legacy. Right. Right. And it's that that long haul of how do we make this world a better place to live? Yep. Right. That planning for a everyone. Seed. Yeah, because even when you, even if you're um, focusing on the marginalized communities, like if you focus on them over over time, it's going to be better for everybody, for society as a whole. Why wouldn't helping another group of people who are less fortunate us not help us in the end? There's no reason. There's no reasons on this 
the face of this earth or any anybody can tell you it in the end if we all help one another it helps everybody right and it creates balance it creates balance and that's what that that is what we're so so missing at this point Mm -hmm. uh we're literally in the midst of chaos now yeah a lot of times there has to be chaos to reach that balance right you know and i really i really I believe that that's, you know, that's what we're seeing and that's where we're heading and that there is hope. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's that long haul. It's like, I don't know if we'll see it. You know, I, well, I don't know if I'll see it in my lifetime. Um, mm -hmm. But the fact is, is that if we're all doing everything that we can to fuel, to fuel um, those ideas and those ideologies that serve Others. You know, that serve others, you know, we're way ahead of the game. Right. And that's where we're going to leave you guys for this episode. Until next time, The Three Podcast out. If you liked what you heard, please take a few minutes to go to iTunes to rate and review us. This really helps our podcast visibility and it helps us to grow as well. Also, besides the fact that we do love to hear from you guys. As far as seeing more of our content, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The3Podcasts, as well as on our website, The3Podcasts.com, where you can find blogs, resources, and episode transcripts. Yeah. Get down. <laughs>